Scaling on a budget. Can it be done? Does it even apply to me? If those are the kinds of questions that you're asking, then you definitely want to tune into today's episode of the Jamie J podcast, where we dig in deep on how to scale your business and create the ultimate freedom that you've always been desiring. I'm a man on fire. Sounds crazy, but I never lose. Oh, you know I'm gonna give it all I got to what I came to do. I'm a man on fire, and my day is overdue. This burn is never gonna stop to what I came to do. I'm a man on fire. Today we're talking about scaling on a budget. You know, one of the things that we work with clients on is growing their business. How do we scale the business? And when people think scale, they often think money, expenses, it's going to cost a lot. Um, and, and what does scale give you? You know, scale, scale gives you freedom. So how, how do we do that on a budget without having to spend tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars? Jamie? Yeah, scale, man, scale is the secret to it all. Scale is the secret to it all. And here's the solution that we're going to share with you today, the one great little tip. It doesn't have to cost a fortune. You know, I remember back in the day, you know, I I used to really think that I had to be the person that did it all, that I had to create this and I had to go here and I had to do this and do this and do this and do all these things. I'm one of the reasons why is I, I didn't understand the resources I had at my availability. But the second reason is, is, well, hey, I'm the person I'm the perfect person to do it because I know it all because I know my business best and it's definitely got to be me. I can tell you one thing here right now is, number one, go ahead and break that myth. Because for the most part, the real true most part is that it doesn't have to be you, right? I, I, I pick on coaches, coaches, I love y'all, but I pick on coaches and those coaches that want to go ahead and set themselves up a website. They want to build a fancy website and all that. Like when's the last time you took a coding course, right? How do you know what the right SEO is, right? Your CSS scripting and all that. Do you know how to write that stuff? Hell, I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about here half the time when I get into that details. The reason is is it's definitely got to be someone else or something else. Now, we're mm. going to talk about that in a little bit, those, those, those something else, but it's all got to start somewhere. Now, Mick and I, we were talking a little bit in the background, in the green room before the show started. We we're talking, well, where's a great place to start? Like, how do we know where to scale our business? And Mick, you shared some ideas there. You shared a little process of kind of what to do, of where to start it out. Share, share that with us here. Yeah, so um, what we were looking at is, to scale your business, uh, if you're a if you're a manufacturing type business, or if you're even if you're a coaching business, or if you're a, it doesn't really matter what type of business. So you look at your process. So uh, I'll use a switchboard manufacturing business. They they produce seven switchboards a month. They might have they might be a five hundred thousand dollar business, and they want to double their business. So to double their business, they need to produce fourteen switchboards a month. So they need to look at the process and say what. What needs to happen for us to be able to make 14 switchboards? Okay, do we need twice the machinery? Do we need this? Do we need do we do we need to subcontract out the metals manufacturer? Okay, we need to produce twice as much steel work to build the switchboards. We've got the staff to wire 14, but we don't have enough um, manufacturing capability. So how can we then? You look at that part of the process and work out what you need to do to that, and look at the upstream and downstream consequences. If it's let's use a, an online business or coaching. You see 10 clients a month. Um, you have 10 clients a month and you're pretty full. Your time is full and you want to double your business. So what do I need to be able to see more clients? Do I need to change my programs? Do I need to make 
more group programs, less one-on-one programs? How do I change my business model or how do I change that process so that I can, which the outcome was to double your business so you can get mm-hmm. to your outcome. But it all starts with reviewing that process and finding the bottleneck or the bit that's holding you up or the resource that's restricting you or the software that's restricting you or whatever it is. And then looking at the upstream and downstream consequences of that. When you change that, what else is affected? Yeah, that's really big. You've got to know where you are, right? It really, truly, it starts with an audit. What are all the things that I believe? Notice the air quotes. What are all the things that I believe that I have to do? Where is it that I believe that I have to invest my time? And then ask yourself the really great question of, does it really truly have to be me or must it be someone else? You've got to know what you do, right? And this is maybe going to be ground shaking for some people, maybe not so much for other people, but I would bet if I were a betting person, I'm not, but if I were a betting person, I would bet the majority of you out there watching, listening to this, you don't actually know what you do on a daily basis. I would make a bet and I would make a statement here that for the most part of all the things you do, when you really consider all the tasks and everything that you do in a day, I would suggest that for the most part, you don't really know all the things that you do in the day. So what does it take? It takes an audit. It takes seriously going through, looking at each and every task from when you get up in the morning, if you're that solopreneur, to when you go to bed at night, what are all the things that you're doing? You're probably going to be surprised by a little bit about where some of the time is going, but most importantly, about all the tasks that you're actually doing. Now, Mick, I'd like to get some of your input on here with respect to that, to that audit. Have you gone through that yourself? Have you taken one of those audits to recognize, gosh, man, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Have you, and what was the outcome? Yeah. So, so, so years and years ago, um, I had a crew of guys working for me, uh, about 20 people. I was run off my feet. I was starting to forget things. I had more and more people ringing me for work and I just, I wasn't getting to things and I just had to take a look at myself, had to audit, review what I was doing, my process. And I thought, well, I had to do it all because, you know, I'm the right person for the job and that's what I've always done. And and we just added an extra person and I'm like more and more responsive, more and more tasks to do. And it just just got too much and we couldn't scale anymore. We couldn't grow our business anymore because I was the bottleneck. I was holding all the tasks, so we did took a review. Well, how does it work at the moment? Well, everybody rings me to get things done. Well, how can we fix that? So then we started offloading customers to different people as the point of contact, built those relationships, put in processes where they called a central point and we could distribute the work more evenly instead of all coming through me, which was the bottleneck. Uh, yeah. And delegated, looked at looked at responsibilities. Like, does it have to be me, or must it be someone else? And guess what? The answer was, most of the time, it was has to be someone else. <coughs> Bless <Listening>. you. <laughs> and it had to be someone else. And yeah. that question, asking yourself that, does it have to be me? Yeah, of course it does. Was my very first. No, who, well, I can't give that to it. I'm going to be honest. I, that was my response. It was like. Well, who can we give this to? Well, no one. I'm like, it's my, I, I can't. Like, straight away, I started defending. Well, it's a bruise to my ego. They're trying to take things off me because I'm not capable. Yeah. It's not about you not being capable. It's about you recognizing your limits and recognizing the benefit. Because if you're, if you, your output is 100%, your output is 100%. I'm going to steal this direct from Gary V. Your output is 100%. That's great. 
you might hire someone to do your job and they might be 80% of you and you get all upset about it. But 10 times 80 is 800. Yeah. You, are all, you are limited to, to 100%. You can't put any more than that out. So no matter what, you can't scale if you're not okay with delegating tasks. Someone might do it 80% as good as you and you can work on the other 20, but you're never going to scale unless you can delegate some tasks and be okay with them doing it at 80% of your capacity. If you want them to do it at 100%, give them half your business. Yeah. Make it their business. No one is going to work as hard as you or do it the way you like it exactly perfect. But you've got to be okay with 80%. Otherwise, you'll I am never so, Oh, yeah, brother, I am so glad you mentioned that. Like, I can't even begin to tell you how glad I am that you mentioned that because, you know, and I used to be in this too. It's like, why doesn't everyone want to work as hard as me? Like, I'm here. Like, I'm ready to go. It's like, hello, Jamie. It's your business. Of course, you're going to be the hardest worker. It's your baby. It's, you know, it's what you're passionate about. Unless you give them a percentage of that business, like you just said, give them 50% of your business and watch the productivity increase. I absolutely guarantee you it will. Quite honestly, it's unrealistic to expect those workers to work as hard as you or maybe even harder than you when they don't have a vested stake in the game, when they don't have some of those shares or a percentage of the upside, percentage of the profits or anything. I, be I really believe it's unrealistic for you mm -hmm. to think that they're going to work just as hard as you. Of course, you're going to be the hardest worker. It's your jam. It's your baby. So that I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. And look, that's exactly right. And that, that shift and who would have thought that, most of this game as a leader and business owner is mindset that mindset shift that it's okay for other people to do it not quite as good as me but if i've got 10 of them i've got a business that's eight times the size of what it currently is now yeah because you can't clone yourself yeah. as much as you want yeah. to at times but that mindset you need to be okay with shifting away from you having to do everything yeah. and you need to in that question that jamie asks and and when jamie was coaching me three years ago he asked me that, but does it have to be you? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, really? Well, no. <laughs> and straight away, your ego derives to defend it. But you yeah. need to be okay with letting go of that and really, really digging in. Does it actually have to be you who does that? Yeah. Yeah. So here's another golden nugget. It's the principle of decentralizing command. It's not having you as the chokehold. It's not having yourself as that bottleneck. What do we want to do? I call it the leverage and enable principle. What we want to do is enable, not in a bad way, in a really positive way, enable our teams, give our people, our, our, you know, the people that are on our teams, give them the skills that will actually help them make quality decisions that will move you further, faster forward in your business. This is something that's absolutely key. Don't be the choke point of the business. Quite seriously, don't be decentralized command, enable your teams to make quality decisions. Why do we do that? Because we can leverage off those strengths. When we utilize those leverage and enable principles, we are going to see some massive growth within our business. No question. No question. But check this out. What if it's just you? What if it's just you? Where do we start? I've got an audit. I've gone through. I figured out exactly what it is that what it is that I do. And hey, I'm doing everything, right? It's just me. I'm just by myself. How do I take it to the next level? Where would you suggest going from here, Mick? Well, from there, you look at the process and look at what the tasks are that you're currently doing and can you can you automate can you delegate can you eliminate yeah. straight away automate so if, if there's a process that you do your let's use your email database you're collecting people's emails you're putting them in 
uh, putting them into your database so that you can do your email sequencing or, or um, your email advertising to your clients or to potential leads. There's software for that. Yeah. It yeah. automatically puts them in a list and automatically adds them to your email list and automatically sends them emails. There's, there's processes to delegate, uh, to automate that stuff. There's um, in your accounting side of things, there's software that will automatically uh, receipt your invoices or your supplier invoices or uh, there's software that does that. Yeah. There's CRM, CRM software, customer relationship management software that automates the process of generating work or creating jobs. If you've got a each, you've got a, a regular thing you do for a customer each month. Yeah. There's software that will automatically create that. Yeah. So you don't have to go in enter the job. Like there's things that you can do to utilize your time better to automate the processes. Jamie, what other what you've uh, been in a wide range of industries what other things are there out there to automate that we can give our client uh give our viewers a you know an idea of what can be automated definitely one of the things that's really coming on board a lot more is ai artificial intelligence services we are seeing more and more and more of this crop up what's it going to do number one it's going to save you radical costs i want to come back to the automation though i mean you, you landed on some really awesome points there mick it is collecting those emails like I'm going to share. I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. Insiders Elite, many of you are on here today watching. Thank you so much for watching. But what I want to do is absolutely share it out. Uh, comment from Martin here, uh, our brother Martin. Martin came on the show here uh, a while back. He is the sales strategist. Man, Martin's a rock star. Martin, thank you so much for your comment. That's it. Automate, de eliminate, delegate, right? ADE. I call it my ADE formula, my aid method. Automate, delegate, eliminate. That's what it's absolutely all about. Thank you so much for sharing. What happens in the group when people jump in? Of course, I've got the three questions, right? The third question is always the email question. But what am I doing? Am I paying for someone to take that email and to put it in a list? And then at some point later on in the future, take it out of the list, put it into my CRM that's going to set emails. No, I don't do any of that. There's a program that I worked with and no, we're not being sponsored by them, but hey, group leads, if you want to step up and sponsor us, we're all in. Kidding. Seriously <laughs> though, the, the, the program is called group leads. It is a Google integration whereby when I accept people into the group, I press one button. What it does is it collects the information. It does put it automatically into a spreadsheet where I'm collecting all that customer's data. Plus what it's doing is it's taking that email and it's putting it into my CRM. What is it doing? It's setting me up so that when you know the time is right, boom, there's a welcome email sequence. There's a bunch of things that are coming out. That's all done automatically. I mm. press one button. Now, what it used to take me, you don't think it's much, right? Each customer, okay, maybe it's just a couple minutes. Let's add that up over, you know, a couple hundred people. Now we're into a couple hundred minutes. Now we're into two hours, right? By me pressing one single button, it does it all at once. And guess what else happens? It's the next section of the automation. So what happens? Boom, automatically email sequence is triggered. Now I'm in the process right now. I've, of course, scaled up myself. I've got a team that's actually working with me. And we're in the process of creating an entire email sequence that's going to run for about two weeks. It's all going to be automated. Now, just think about that in itself. An entire email sequence, about two weeks long, that's completely automated. If you had to send that out one by one by one, my gosh, the time to do that is going to be absolutely nuts. Tracking, okay, who opened? Who didn't open? Right? Who looked? How long did they look? Did they watch the video? This is the power of automation to be able yeah. to truly change it up and utilize the tools and skills that are out there. Um, the other one I'll share quickly because I want to get some of your input on this too, Mick. Um, Zapier or Zapier, however you say it. 
That one's been a big one. What's happening? Things are triggering automatically. I've got the UE Coaching Academy that I run through Teachable. And what happens is anytime someone comes in and signs up for Teachable, what's it doing? Same thing. It's taking that email address. It's putting it into my CRM automatically. I'm not having to go through and say, okay, who signed up this week? Copy, paste, move it over. I'm getting those tasks done for me that saves me a massive amount of time. What else happens? Boom, email sequence. People are being contacted, right? People want the know, like, and trust factor. Those emails are able to provide that. This is all automated. Now, it took me some time to get here, make no mistake. But as long as I kept putting it off, I'd never be in this position. So, Mick, I'd love to know, have you done anything like this? Have you taken some things on or made some automations or anything that have made a a big difference for you? Yeah, look, there's... There's a heap of automations in in uh, in other business that I'm a part of. We, we've delegated, automated, put processes in place to change the way we do things. Um, currently reviewing a process to automate the um, receiving of supplier invoices so that we don't have to, someone actually enters that data into the computer now. There's software out there that automatically imports all of that data. So that, that saves a person. That, that's a, a cost-saving initiative. There's literally, it's a, a, a dead-end job. You can have the people then um, serving your clients better rather than data entry. Um, and even in the in the manufacturing, automating and, and increasing, um, buying some new equipment that speeds up the process, uh, like the testing. So we used to, with, with uh, computer outlets, as a manual tester, you used to have to switch it over each time, switch ends, test it in each direction. Now, there's bought the new software, new new piece of equipment. You just press the test button once, seven seconds, it's tested instead of a couple of minutes per. Um, so there's heaps of little things and there's heaps of tools and gadgets that we've over time increased. And in, in when you start moving into the manufacturing side, there's so much more um, equipment you can use to, to speed up the process to, um, I suppose, to automate your processes. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's 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 an amazing field to get into once you start looking at automation. Uh, can go into big big dollars, but when we're talking automating on a budget mm-hmm. or, or uh, scaling on a budget, the key the key is to look at what's the low hanging fruit. We can all come up with the grand plans to have this huge AI contraption to completely transform our business. It's going to automate the whole process, but you're probably going to have to spend a few hundred thousand to implement that. Yeah. So what's the thing I can change right now that's not going to cost me much? Yep. And it yep. could be something as simple as you're the bottleneck, automating a process that you spend three hours a week doing, and you could see three extra clients and your business is now 30% bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And think about that. What, what could that do for anyone's business? Anyone that's listening in, anyone that's watching it, what could 30% do for your business? 30% more of your time back. 30% doesn't seem like much, but start adding up, put it, put a dollar value to that. I mean, I charge a disproportionate amount of money. I'm proud to say that. I'm absolutely proud to say that. And I recognize my worth and I recognize what giving myself an additional 30% does. It enables mm-hmm. me to serve my clients at an even higher level. I will take that all day long. Um, let's come back to some costs though, for just a moment here. Um, uh, Zapier and group leads. What's the investment in something like that? Straight up here, this. I think group leads is in that $100 and $150 a year. A year. Okay. Simple, small, easy. The time that it will save you is mind-boggling. 
You will make that up. If you're getting a lot of leads that are coming in, you'll make that up in the first few weeks, if not a month, it will pay for itself. Uh, mm -hmm. Zapier, Zapier, it's free. You can get a free system, or if you've got more zaps that you need to do, you pay a little bit extra. It's not much though. It's not a big contribution, 20 bucks a month, right? When you talk about scaling on a budget, with the technology, with the stuff that's out there, you can really do this and you can really make a big impact in your business, give you more time back without spending a ton, right? That's, yeah. and that's really the automation. Any other thoughts on automation? Yeah, look, Jamie, like you said, you don't have to spend most of the software that is autom like automation type software these days is subscription based. It's low cost, mm -hmm. 10, 20. And it's, they all start with where you're at. They all have levels. So you don't need to go and spend the $500 a month. You, you can get a package, like Jamie said, 20 bucks a month. So, you know, you might better put all your automations, whole heap of software in place to automate whole heap of your backend system so you can spend more time serving your clients or more time doing what makes you money. Um, you know, if you're a tradie, you getting out doing work for clients is how you make your money. But if you're if you're stuck in the office doing all the back end stuff, you're not out making money. So if you can automate that process, you know, it might cost you a couple hundred bucks a month, but save you five six hours a month. So five six hours out working instead of doing back end mm -hmm. computer work that you don't like. It's it's a no brainer. So the, these things are low cost, and yes, you'll have to spend some money, but you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can spend twenty bucks a month, 150, 200 bucks a month and put a half a dozen different bits of software in place that are going to change the way you spend your time. Yep. And they they can give you two, four, six, eight, ten 10 hours back a month. That's, that's, that's time you can spend doing what generates income for your business or doing what you love best, or that's giving you the freedom, yeah. the freedom back. You know, we all, we all started our businesses so that we could have more freedom. <laughs> like having children to have more spare time but the reality is you can yeah because you don't have to do everything and you can get your time back you've just got to understand where you can go through the aid method definitely, automate, definitely. That, that's a big part of it uh, one last piece of automation uh i don't use it myself uh, i haven't gotten into this here but it's the chat bots that's another thing. If you're utilizing social media to grow your stuff, whether it's on whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, Twitter, whatnot. I mean, there's the chat bots and all there. I don't use them myself, so I can't give you pricing. I can't share with pricing. I prefer actual communication, actual ongoing communication. Um, but that's one other avenue that you can pursue. Uh, I know some people who are into that sort of thing, who, who, who do the chat bots and all that. And again, I don't think it's a very expensive proposition. I think you can get it into mm. it for a fairly low barrier to entry. So that may be one other area that you want to look at after automate. It's all about delegate, but Mick, I'm a solopreneur. I, I've only got myself. <laughs> How do I delegate? What do I got to do there, brother? Well, that's where you got to look at your team yeah. and you might and I have had this exact, well, we don't have enough work to, like, I don't have enough to hire someone. You don't have to hire them as employee. You can hire them as contractors. How many employees do you have, Jamie? I don't have any employees. I have zero employees. Oh, but you said before you had a team of nine people. I sure do. And it's actually up to 12 now. Guess what? They're all contractors, right? If we're in the States, they're 1099s. Right? It's all contractors. It's people I've brought on specifically to do specific jobs. 
that's the benefit of being able to delegate. Yes, you're a solopreneur. Yes, it's just you. You're a one-man trading contractor. I don't have enough to employ someone. You don't have to employ them as an employee. Delegate a task or a process or a part of your work. Hire them for three hours a week. Oh, but no one would want to work for three hours a week. Their contract is just like you. Yeah. You don't work for one client for your 50 hours a week. No. You work for 20, 50, 100 clients. Hire them for the task you need. Hire a VA to help your social media. Hire a digital marketing person to do your digital marketing or your, or your website. Hire a website designer. Hire. Oh, but that's just a one-off. That's fine. And there might be a one hour a month for tweaks to your website. You hire them for one hour a month. They're part of your team. Yeah. Yeah. What's great about this too. Any drop. Yeah, exactly. What's absolutely outstanding about this too is maybe it is a one-off job. Look, when I started creating, uh, when when I started creating content, when I started creating some slide decks and all that, I am not the artistic type, right, guys? Those of you that know me, I can barely draw a stick man. There's a reason why when I'm doing my trainings, I don't have the big easel and all that because you wouldn't be able to read it. Hell, like I just, I am not the artist. I can barely draw. But here's the thing: what's really, really, really great is that I have leveraged other people's skills. I've leveraged other people's area of expertise. The slides, everything that I've done, when I started, I'm like, hmm, this is going to take me a long time to do. Yeah, I'm a pretty smart guy. I can figure out PowerPoint. I can do this stuff. But am I creative? Am I artistic? Absolutely not in any way, shape, or form. It's like, hmm, wonder what it would cost to get some of these slides done. Because I know for me, it'd probably take me six, seven hours. And again, I know what my hourly rate is, and it's high. I'm like, ooh, is it really worth it for me to go ahead and do something like that? No, the truth is it's not. It's absolutely not. So it's like, let's hire someone. But where do I go? And at the time, I didn't really know. I'd heard of Fiverr, Fiverr.com, but it's like, where else can I go? Well, I'm, I want to share some resources here today because I've got a little bit of a more updated list. And this is by no means a comprehensive list. But what's really great about this is it's going to give you some ideas as to where you can start to look to find some of this talent that can help you grow. Guess what? This isn't a long-term ongoing contract. You can bring it on for a one-time deal, a one-time gig. Right. Of course, there's Fiverr.com, uh, Freelancer.com, Upwork. There is TopTal. It's the top talent. They're looking for the top talent there. Uh, there's True Lancer and People Per Hour. There's a few different sites there that you can go ahead and you can start to look at that. Um, Upwork, I've used Upwork. I've used Fiverr. I haven't used Freelancer or any of the other ones there. I've kind of found what I've wanted through through Fiverr or Upwork. Uh, my my current One of my current VAs right now, she came to me through Upwork. Um, I was happy to find her through there. And it's been an absolute blessing. Like, I'm serious. The amount of effort that it would take me to do that, to work through the social profiles, there's no way I could do it all. I mean, as it is, I'm, I'm probably committing a good two, three hours a day. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm up early in the morning, but I'm probably committing a good two, three hours a day to social. And that's just scratching the surface, right? What, what do my VAs do? What does my engagement team do for me? They help me stay engaged. They help to get the information out there, help me with being able to you know, connect with these people. Here's the thing. The rates are extremely reasonable. Now, when I was looking for, for a VA, I mean, I was seeing rate. I, I didn't hire these people. I, I chose to do a little bit more, but I was seeing people out there for $4 an hour, $5 an hour. I'm not saying they're not going to be great people. They could be absolutely outstanding. I was looking for something very specific, so I, I chose to go with someone else. But the thing is, is these people, 
they need that money. They're out there. They're sharing their services and stuff like that. What if we change the meaning behind that to, oh my God, it's going to cost me to, wow, I actually get the opportunity to help someone out that truly needs it. That's here, that can do the job that wants to make that money. What if we reframed the meaning behind actually bringing some of these people on? Do I believe that could make a difference? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Completely. It totally did for me, but that's a great place to start. Mick, your take delegating and bringing others on, bringing contractors on. Yeah. Look, it's, it's absolutely essential that you be okay with doing that. Even if it's, let's go into the trade space where of, you know, extensive history, you've just got a bit too much work on and you don't want to, oh, I don't want to bring any subbies on or any tradies on because they might steal my work. That's a really poor mindset. What about I could serve more of my customers. I could make sure that I deliver on time if I just get a little bit of help. Go find a relationship with a good subby and say, hey, I've got a bit too much work. Do you want to take on some for me? Or can you come and help me on this bigger job? You know, maybe you need to be selective. Maybe you don't subcontract that new customer that you haven't done any work for before because they might like that guy's services better. Maybe you use that subcontractor to do some of your regular contract work that you've got contracts in place for because then that's all locked in. There's so many ways to use, to delegate and use contractors to help you. You know, you've got a big job on, get some assistance in there get so you can get that job done quicker, you can get to others. There's so many ways to delegate, even in the actual trade or manufacturing. Like I said before, you need to make double the amount of switchboards Go find a steel worker, a sheet metal shop, and ask if they can make this stuff for you and get some pricing and work with them to get some extra stuff made rather than invest the 200000 for new machinery. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe That's- you can do that later once you generate the income to save costs, but yeah. build relationships with contractors and make them part of your team is the secret to growing on a budget. There's no question whatsoever. I would not be in the position, the place that I am without leveraging that principle. It was one of the key things that helped me to scale. It helped me to grow. That really, truly helped me to be able to serve the clients that I do. Had I not done that, I can promise you with absolute certainty, I would not be here. I might be in the loony bin because I was trying to do everything myself and totally burnt out. Right. That's (laughs) Mick class is like Mick saw me. There was times like I was I was stressed. I was frustrated, even though I know this mindset stuff. Trust me, I know this mindset stuff. Still, I was in a place where it's like, oh, my gosh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I've got to do all these things. And I was getting into that state of overwhelm because I was the guy that was trying to put 30 pieces into a 24 piece puzzle. And guess what? It didn't fit. You cannot fit 30 pieces in a 24 piece puzzle. It just doesn't go. What did I have to do? I had to recognize, number one, that if I truly want to grow, that if I'm going to grow this business, that if I want to serve and meet my mission, right, my, my 10-year mission, if I want to achieve that 10-year mission, man, I got to do something because it has to be someone else. It must be someone else because I recognize exactly what I'm capable of. Having that team, having these people on board, and yeah, I, I invest into my team now. I, I am spending a few thousand dollars a month into the team and all that, but here's what I want you to know. You can do it on a budget. You can go to that place where that money is is small. You can do it for a couple hundred dollars a month, right? You can spend just a little bit of time. Maybe it's that one-off deal. Yeah, go ahead, Mick. Yeah, look, I was, exactly, I was just jumping on, thinking about exactly what you said there, that just that one-off deal, just leverage that person, just, but it all starts with, you said, a 
30 piece puzzle into a uh, 30 pieces into a 24 piece puzzle the only way you recognize that is to do a review do an audit and go well what's going on here what what needs to go oh there's six pieces that i've got to move somewhere else mm-hmm. automate delegate eliminate contract me out whatever you got to do that, that's the secret to it is you said that in that sentence is you recognized something had to change so you had you reviewed you audited what was going on you that's the critical piece here is having a look and recognizing and doing an audit of where that where the bottleneck is or what what it is that's being held up yeah yeah it's, it's oftentimes yeah go ahead yeah go go, go. Yours. i was gonna say oftentimes right being that business operator and i use that term very specifically being that business operator you're you're in your own way you can't see the forest for the trees when you step back just a little bit, get a little taste of what it's actually like to be a business owner by leveraging someone else, right? The first time you do it, it's almost like an addiction. I'm, I'm serious. It, it, it's almost <laughs> like an addiction because when you find those people, you find those rock stars that can actually help you. They can actually help your business grow and get it to the level that it needs to be at. When you can get to that place, it's like, whoa, I, I don't have to do this. I can actually step back. I can, I, I can let someone do it. That feeling, I promise you, is addictive because then you find that more time. The things that need to get done are still getting done. You've discovered mm. even more time, and now you're doing work that's in your zone of genius. You get to truly work on the business versus working in the business, and there's a massive, massive difference between those two. Absolutely, there is, and I love the way you use that business operator specifically because when you're in your business and you're working, you're like, yeah, I'm a business owner. At that stage, you're a business operator. You're doing the tasks that need to be done. A business owner takes that step back. And you said something critical before. You know, we'd even had chats. That's you, You're in there and you, you're stressed and you're overwhelmed. And Like I said, you know all this mindset stuff. You know it took some conversations with the business coach or with the coach or with someone in that field of you know, expertise. I remember you and I had some conversations where it recognized for you to step back and go, well, what, uh, okay, I need to step back out of the operator mode into the owner and have a look at the bigger picture. Where can I automate, delegate, what's going on here, do the review. And sometimes it takes that outside perspective to have those conversations because you're stuck. You can't see the forest for the trees. And if someone stands back and says, yeah, but look at all those big tall oaks there. Can't we use those? light bulb moment so good yeah mind blown hmm. the amount of times i've had that conversation with a business owner uh, whether it's through coaching or just helping other businesses in town just have that conversation and all of a sudden they they're like wow they they didn't see it because they're in the trenches and they couldn't see the battlefield you need to step back out and have a look and it, it oftentimes takes a business coach or a consultant or somebody to have an outside look Give yourself a massive, massive, massive favor. If you don't have a coach, right? And this, this isn't us selling our stuff here. We're, we're here to give. We've been doing this for a year right now. We just want to give it. But if there's one piece of knowledge that we can give, one piece of very, very, very important information that we can give is go get yourself that person that can help you level up, scale up to really see the forest that's maybe right there, right in front of you. That's a coach. That's a mentor. That's a trainer who can give you this knowledge. It has been and will be one of the biggest, most impactful investments that I've ever made in my business above scaling, above, above, above anything. 
having that coach that can help you work it through that trainer, that mentor to make all that difference, mm-hmm. that right there, at least for me, Hey, that's what I would do. Yeah. Look, and that's what I've done. I recognize that's needed, you know, even before I recognized that was needed, I'd had mentors and other people that I lent on and not realizing what coaching was or how it worked or the importance of it. You know, had mentors and people that you spoke to and lent on and helped, you know, even eight, seven, eight, well, nine years ago, I had, uh, I I got a coach through a, a business development program and that made huge shifts in my business. And then I, you know, went looking for some more of that and, you know, the, having those even a mentor someone who's done it before that you can bounce some things off that can help you give you that outside perspective that stand back look is critically important no matter what your business is there's somebody who's done it before mm-hmm. or there's a coach in that field or there's experts go looking you know even if you just want to chat and you want a perspective shift reach out to jamie and i we're always here we're always here to chat and help and do whatever like i said we're here to serve um but just do yourself a favor and get someone to have a look from the outside in. Yeah, definitely. That can, that can absolutely completely totally make the biggest difference, the biggest impact in your business bar none. It has for me, right? It absolutely has for me. Mm. Quick wrap up here. Number one, it comes back to the ADE formula, the aid formula. Can you automate it? Can you delegate it or must it be eliminated? It starts with that audit, understanding exactly the steps that it's going to take or the steps that you're doing on a daily consistent basis of really, does it have to be me or must it be someone else? Next is looking at the processes of automation. Is it Zapier? Is it something like group leads? Is it a chat bot? Is it a, is it a proper email sequence done for you? If it's delegation, can we look to Fiverr? Can we look to Upwork? Can we look to some of these other online gig type services where you can get the bonafide expert in that field to go ahead and do the work mm. for you? Last but not least, If it doesn't serve, if it's not moving the dial, absolutely go ahead, eliminate it, and move forward from that. Any last thoughts, Mick? Look, Jamie, you've wrapped that up beautifully, but I think, like we said before, it all starts with that audit, that review, having a look at the process to work out how we can implement the aid formula and where we're going to best impact that and what the bottlenecks are. So have a look at your business if you want to scale you can do it on a budget we've just given you a ton of examples a ton of ideas on how to do it but it all starts with having a look at you and your process and how you can um leverage the benefit leverage the great things in your business and and implement the aid formula and automate eliminate delegate that's the that's the key it all starts with an audit absolutely With that said, thank you everyone who tuned in for sharing your comments, sharing your likes, loves, all that sort of stuff. If you've got questions for us, please go ahead, send us an email, send us a message, heck, put a comment on this post. Let us know how we can help you move your business further forward faster. With that, have an absolutely outstanding week and we will see you all in just under 168 hours.